you, Roberta. That, that was beautiful. And, and Bonnie always picks out such fantastic music. Um, and it goes so, so well with what we're going to talk about today. And um, last week I was able to walk away from the lectern and do my talk. But today I don't think I'll be able to do that because I have a story to tell you. And I knew it was going to be the kids were going to be here. And so I'd like to tell you a story. It's, um, it's a simple story, but it's also very complex. And it's a story of the alchemist. I don't know if you've read the book, The Alchemist. Anybody here read the book of The Alchemist? Okay, so you're going to know it better than I do because, no, <laughs> I see Kathy saying no. But let me just uh, give, you a, let me give you the cliff note version of the story because it has to do with the adventure that we're on. And Reverend uh, Connors refers to the alchemist throughout her book. And in uh, the webinar that we did, she was talking about it as part of why she wrote what she did. It had a great influence on the book, um, Adventures in Resilience. So, the, the Alchemist is a story about an archetypal hero's quest for hidden treasure and his religious pilgrimage. The story starts in Spain, where a young man named Santiago is a sheep herder, and he's got his flock of sheep, and he often falls asleep under a sycamore tree. And when he falls asleep, he has a dream. He has the same dream every time he falls asleep, and the dream is that a child comes to him and says, there are great treasures. There is a, a, a tremendous treasure that is buried beneath the, uh, uh, below the uh, pyramids in Egypt. So he decided, you know what, I'm going to figure out what this is. You know, it's a reoccurring dream. Something must be going on here. So he goes to an old gypsy woman. <laughs> are, all, are gypsies all old women? I don't know. But <laughs> I thought about that. I get a little distracted when I do these talks. Um, I didn't look that up, but he went to an old gypsy woman, and the woman told him that he needs to go, this was a sign that he should go on a pilgrimage to Egypt and go after his dream. And so he thought, oh, okay. So then after that, he met up with a um, magical man who claimed that he was the king of Salem. And the, the magical man uh, agreed with the gypsy and said, yeah, no, no, that's what you need to do. And he, what he told Santiago was that this was considered a personal legend. And uh, his personal legend was to journey to the pyramids and find that, find that uh, treasure. Uh, he also teaches Santiago that things are all one and that we're all connected to everything through the universal spirit. Now, Santiago had a great connection with his sheep. Apparently, he was able to talk to his sheep and understand they were saying. But they, the sheep, they, they didn't want to do anything but hang around and, and eat grass. And he decided that he would sell his sheep, sell the flock, get the money, and go off to um, Egypt. Well, the first day, he gets to Tangiers, and he gets robbed. He gets robbed of all of his money, so now he has no money to continue on his journey. So he takes a job with a crystal merchant. And the crystal merchant was doing well, he was doing okay, but when Santiago started working for him, he was able to transform the crystal merchant into a great businessman. They grew the business, they built the business, the uh, crystal merchant learned so much from Santiago, and Santiago made, in a year, made enough money, he became a rich man. 
And so he started his uh, transformation as well as the transformation of others, which makes him an alchemist. So Santiago crosses the desert by caravan, and then he meets an Englishman. The Englishman is on a journey to an oasis where there's a 200-year-old, I know it's a story, 200-year-old alchemist who lives near the oasis. When he arrives, he falls in love with a woman there. The woman says, you need to continue on with your journey. I'm going to stay here. It's important for you to get your, you know, to uh, achieve your pers- personal legend. So, um, as he is, when he's at the oasis, he sees two hawks flying around. And he's able to interpret that they're about ready to be attacked. And part of the story is about connecting with nature, knowing that all is one. He talks to his sheep. He understands the hawks. He understands what's going around because he's observing everything around him. And, and as we take this adventure into resilience, it's really important that we connect with nature, that we connect with our feelings, that we connect with the universe, and recognize that what's inside of us is so powerful, and it's just as powerful in everyone else and everything else. So, um, there is another attack at the, um, at the oasis, and the, um, the alchemist takes, takes him on under his wing and starts teaching him about his powers. That's why I think she was so attracted to this story. So he, uh, he learns about universal creation. He learns about universal language. He learns about universal spirit. And at some point, the alchemist says, we're going to be under attack, and you need to save us from this. So the alchemist tells the attackers that this Santiago can turn into the wind. He has magical powers. And he said, and you can take our lives. If he doesn't turn into the wind, you can take our lives. And the actor said, okay, yeah, that sounds good. But Santiago says, oh my God, what are you talking about? I can't turn into the wind. But he has a conversation with the sun and the wind. And he is able to turn himself into the wind. He creates a dust storm in the desert. And they are able to uh, escape from their attackers. So at this point, um, he's arriving at the pyramids. He finally gets to the pyramids, and he starts digging for his treasure at the base of the pyramid. And he's in tears because it's just such a wonderful sight. He's so excited that he got there, and guess what? More robbers come. So they go to attack him, and they before they attack him, they say, you know, he tells this story. He says, oh, I heard the you know. I, told him about this dream that he had and that there are treasures at the bottom of the pyramid and his personal legend was to be here and to dig it up. And the one robber, everybody walked away except one, and he said, you don't know what you're talking about with those dreams. Those dreams mean nothing. He said, I have a reoccurring dream all the time, and it means nothing. And he said, well, what is your dream? He said, I dream that there is a hidden treasure, a wonderful, wonderful hidden treasure in a space under a sycamore tree in Spain where there's a church of ruins. And at that point, Santiago realizes that his real treasure was where he started. And so it was a, it's an interesting story that I tell you because I think that's what our journey is. 
you know, we're born with these powers. We're, we're born with these powers. We're born for greatness. And yet we don't know where they are. We keep searching and searching and searching. And we take this class and that class and we go here and there. And we don't really realize that what we have is really deep down inside of us. And our adventures in resilience and following and studying the 12 powers is just that adventure to unlock that treasure that we have inside of us. And so we have um, the 12 powers. When you walked in, you should have received a card with the 12 powers. Did everybody get one? Did you, did you all get one? Okay, so we decided that this would be a good day to, to send these out. Reverend Connors made these up, printed them, uh, sent them to us. We printed them up, and she asked us to, uh, to uh, give them, there's one back there, to give them to the entire community. And I thought it was very nice of her to do this. It's a very nice diagram on the back. You have the power, the disciple, and the body location. And so I'm going to run through the powers quickly because you will be studying about the powers for the next six weeks, right? So uh, the next five weeks are going to be made up of speakers who are going to talk about each one of those powers and how it relates to resilience. So you'll see the first, um, and these are in no particular order. I don't think the powers go in any particular order. Might be mistaken, but um, according to this, faith is in the middle head, middle of the head, and it is the foundation of all that we think, say, and do in any given moment. As a spiritual power, its seed resides in the area of the pituitary gland. Next, you have understanding, which is gold, and will, which is silver. And oftentimes, you'll see understanding and will put together. And that's located in your frontal lobe. And these powers shift mistaken understanding and unreliable self-will into their life-enhancing spiritual expression. And you know, there are many times where my will is uh, stronger than God's will. And I can hear God's will. I can see God's will. But I'm not willing to let go of my will. And so part of that, part of understanding the 12 powers is about understanding that. The imagination is like blue that encourages us with beautiful pictures of possibilities. And I teach goal setting. And one of the things we do is we do an entire session on visualizing and creating a vision. In order for you to achieve your goal, you must see it, you must feel it, you must touch it, you must see it in living color in order to achieve it. And if you can't see it, you don't know where you're going. You can't get to it if you don't know what it is. So imagination is extremely important. Power is the throat. It's purple. It transforms energy from one plane of existence to another. This is where thoughts become words and words become actions. You know, if you... you got to watch your thoughts because your thoughts are either going to grow you or they're going to slow you. And if you let them last, does anybody, did anybody practice the practice from last week? Do you remember what that was? No. It was to let go of, say no to thoughts that no longer serve you, and say yes to life-enhancing thoughts. So that's really important to be able to um, know that you think it, you say it, and then the action comes out of it. Zeal, which is talking about Margie, Susan's, I think, favorite power. 
um, zeal is, is about getting yourself unstuck. Uh, love, of course, is pink, and love pumps life, vitality, and vigor throughout our being, giving us physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Wisdom is in the solar plexus. I learned something. I shouldn't admit this, but I thought it was solar plexus, as in plural. I didn't know it was solar plexus. So at my age, I learned something new, and it, it's very important to me because the spirit, the um, the twelve, the power of wisdom is extremely important to me. It's the spiritual wisdom sorts through our knowledge and marries it to spiritual understanding and love. It helps us know the next right step and empowers us to take it. Now, for those of you who know me, I talk often about contracting or expanding, and I do that in my solar plexus. There's this bunch of nerves that happen there. And, and I actually, if I'm talking to somebody and I start to contract right there, I know that it's going in the wrong direction. If I want to make a decision about should I go here or there or take this way home or that way home, I trust that wisdom so much in my body that I follow what my body does. And in teaching the success principles, we do a thing called muscle testing. And some of you know about muscle testing, perhaps. And that is where, if you're not being true to yourself, your arm will be very weak. If you are true to yourself and telling the truth, your arm will be very strong. And so I do a lot about muscle testing, and I trust my muscles, and I trust my influence or my um, intuition. So order is deep green, and it, it writes all upset, chaos, confusion, and difficulty. It fine-tunes our thinking, emotions, attitudes, and perceptions. Strength is in your lower back, in the small of the back. It's light green. And it's our spiritual backbone, empowering perseverance, courage, and character. Releases amber. That's also known as elimination or re renunciation. And it releases from consciousness what does not serve us. Life is red, it's in the reproductive organs, and that's the creative force of the universe and our creative vitality. So imagine mastering, mastering these 12 powers. Imagine being able to ignite them at will and being able to use them to find your way through life and live a life of joy. These have been here for a long time, and if you've been at Unity for a long time, you know about these things. But let's do an apprenticeship with the 12 powers. Let's take upon ourselves to learn these things, just like an apprentice would learn some, an electrician, would learn electricity. I work at Lincoln Electric. We have, they have apprentices all the time for welding. They're welding apprentices. They learn how to do it. And with anything that you learn to do, you start really, really slow, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, boom, you've got it, right? I'm sure you know about apprenticeship, right? I'm, you're, in the, you're in that physical place, right? And you may have apprentices working for you. And I was thinking about Bonnie, and I was thinking about coming in here before the, the songs were as they are. And if you ever listen to somebody with music, the music is brand new. As a matter of fact, it's created brand new by Jerry, by Jerry and by Bonnie. And you're going from nothing, and you're going into mastering something, 
and then we go from nothing, and then we master it. She kept on saying, so it's stuck in your head. You're right. I want it to be stuck in my head. I want that to go over and over in my head. But I started playing the flute when I was in third grade. And I went from learning the instrument very, very simply. I went through undergraduate school. I went through college. I went through high school. I did. Um, I was in different competitions. I was in the All-City Band, uh, the All-City Orchestra. I was in the marching band. I got into Ohio Northern University, and I played in the orchestra there. And we would be given a piece of music. And you didn't know what it was, right? You just, you don't, you don't know what it is. You don't know how to play it. And you slowly, slowly do it. And then the pieces start coming together. And then all of a sudden, on performance day, boom, the orchestra plays it. And it gives you goosebumps. But it goes from not knowing how to do that to knowing it inside and out. And that's what I'm hoping you'll do with the 12 powers. With our help, with the group, how many of you had a group meeting already? Okay, all right. So that has, those are, I, I had a fabulous group. I love my group. Of course I do. Um, but I learned so much from them, and I learned so much from the book. So what I'm going to ask you to do is be an apprentice to these 12 powers. Take the next few weeks and study them. Look at them. Understand them. And we changed the order of service a little bit because... Um, we were going to ask, I'm asking um, our meditation, where are you, um, Kenny? We're, I'm going to ask the, uh, Kenny to come up, and we're going to do the meditation. Uh, she, does, she did such a great job that I just said, let's, let's do this together. So come on up. We're going to do the meditation. I'll finish with the spiritual practice, and then we can move on from there.